Welcome to the MG Kitchen Podcast. This is where you're going to learn all about how to cook very simple food, very easily, very quickly, and with relatively simple ingredients. It's not going to be complicated. It's going to be something you're going to really enjoy, particularly in these difficult times. We're all locked down and we're having to find things to do around the house. Today's fantastic dish is going to be some Hungarian beef goulash. Welcome to yet another chapter in the MG Kitchen. Today, we're going to be making something rather nice. It's another little Hungarian dish, uh, which is called goulash, and it's being made today uh, with beef. You can make goulash with beef, you can make it with pork. Um, you're gonna put, first of all, a little bit of olive oil into a casserole dish, because this is actually gonna be baked in the oven, which is rather nice. But first of all, you make sure you get one of these casserole dishes that you can put on the top of the stove as well as underneath, and you have to be careful because some you can do that with and some you can't. Um, and the plan for me is to, in, in addition to putting the beef steak in there, and it's basically lean diced British beef braising steak I've got here. Uh, it looks like the amount is about 400 grams, uh, which should be enough to serve certainly two, maybe three people who are quite hungry. It's going to have smoked paprika in it, it's got some chilli. Um, I'm also going to add some pancetta because that gives it a little bit of the ham. You can use bacon for that or you can use lardons as well. A bit of garlic, a bit of uh, caraway seed as well, which is one of the key little ingredients. And then when I serve it, I'm eventually going to serve it with gnocchi, uh, although you can serve it with rice and you can serve it, if you wish, with a little dollop of sour cream as well to give it a little bit of uh, different colour. But it's going to be a very nice dish and it's going to be a lovely dish to put in the oven for around about two hours. Cook it for as long as you want, like all good beef stew dishes, the longer you cook it, actually, the better it is. Now we're just heating up the oil in the, uh, in the pan. The first thing that's gonna go in is the pancetta, which you can buy, you can buy your smoked pancetta or unsmoked, I tend to go for unsmoked. You're gonna put that in the pan first, because it's always a good idea to use the ham, because that'll infuse the olive oil, which is in there. And as soon as that, I hear that sort of sizzling, uh, I'm gonna be, adding in the beef and the braising steak because what you want to do is you want to brown all that first before you add in the garlic and the um, onion which I'm just cutting now from the chilies and the cans of tomatoes this really is a lovely dish by the way um, very nice and wintry but you can eat it in the summer as well and of course like all great sort of Hungarian dishes you can also eat it without anything other than just a little bit of bread and butter which is quite nice. Let's clear the onion away. You can obviously hear the uh, sizzling in the pan. And the great thing about pancetta is it has a lovely kind of slightly continental flavour to it. And it's not too fatty either. So as much as you can use bacon, as I said, if you wish, I actually prefer pancetta. I put this in soup as well, as you probably know, unless you're making it vegetarian, in which case obviously you wouldn't do that. But um, yeah, this is a, a recipe that I'm quite keen on. As I say, some people make it with pork, but I actually prefer it with beef, to be honest. Just chopping up the onion. Sometimes onions have a little bit of brownness at the side, in which case, they, if they do, I just cut that off. Because you know how I am about waste. Similarly, anything that looks like it might not cut properly, This is, and if you buy gnocchi, I mean, some people can make gnocchi, I would always buy it because it's a lot cheaper and easier and a lot less hassle. And you can usually buy it in any supermarket's kind of 
fridge section, somewhere near where the fresh pasta is. And then today I'm going to put, depending on how hot you want to make it, you know, it's entirely up to you. I'm going to put in one sort of large green chilli and two small green Thai chilli. Now that might make it quite spicy, but as I said, it's entirely up to you how spicy you want to make it. I'm now about to put in the beef, or the stewing steak, as some would call it. If there's a bit of blood running out of the packet, I always put that in as well. No reason not to. You're basically going to brown all this before you even put the onions or anything in. Some people will say once you've browned the meat, you take it out of the pan and then cook the, uh, the onion in the sort of juices afterwards. But actually on this one, I'm not going to bother. What I'm going to do before I forget is to put the oven on. Um, and you're going to cook this for a couple of hours. So once again, you don't want to get the oven too high. I've got a rather nice little um, Spanish ripe and juicy rosé with me here from the northeast of Spain. Very palatable indeed. In these difficult times, you've got to make sure you keep yourself well lubricated. The meat um, and the pancetta is almost entirely browned. It starts to create a little bit of liquid in the bottom of the pan. I've got the two cloves of garlic here. About to cut those up. Chopped, of course, is the best. Some people worry if the garlic's turned a little bit on the brown side, it's a problem. It's not really. It doesn't really go off to any great extent. And of course, the garlic is going to go in in a moment with the onion. Now we've got the chilies ready to go here as well. So it's all looking pretty tickety-boo. You can hear the ovens on in the background. By the time I've got all the stuff into the pot on the top of the, of the cooker, it will probably be the time. Onions just going in now, along with the garlic. Let that have a little time to cook in sort of fold it through. Once again, like all things in cooking, you don't want to be too heavy-handed, you know. And you're going to be adding some salt and pepper to this mixture as well. And obviously, before you put it in the oven, you're going to cover it all so that there's going to be tinned tomatoes in there, but you're also going to cover it, add a bit of water so that it covers the meat. You don't want it to be dry. As we've often said before, you can always make something more moist, but you can't always make it... Um, more moist if you let it dry out first. Next to go in is the chilies. Now, as I've said to you before, some people like to slice the bigger chilies down the middle and take the seeds out. I prefer to leave the seeds in, so that's what I'm going to do. So they're going in now. And then the little smaller Thai chilies, which are a lot hotter. I just don't worry about trying to get the seeds out of those because they're already too small to mess about with. Once again, beware if you're using Thai chilies because they can be a little fiery. And so if you're concerned about that, maybe just put one chilli in to begin with and taste it later. And after, say, an hour, if you're happy that it's not too spicy, you could always put another one in and it will catch up, basically. I'm going to put a little bit of salt from my preferred salt dish. 
a little bit of ground pepper. Turn it down to three, it's been on four. It's starting to look rather good now. I'll be time to take a picture to show you what it looks like at this stage. It's before I put the tomatoes and the paprika in. Now for the um, fun part. Now, as you would expect, I've of course got a little bit of a tomato hanging about here. Because why? Because I think I had a sandwich the other day that required some tomato. So it's always good, in my mind, if you've got some uh, tin tomatoes going into a dish, to put, you've got a little fresh one in as well, it always livens it up slightly. So that's what I've got. I'm going to get a teaspoon here because I need a teaspoon of caraway seeds, which again, very easy to get if you're in any supermarket, go to um, the spice rack and you'll be able to find them, they're not hard to find. I'm going to also do a, a teaspoon of my smoked paprika, which comes in very handy, it goes into a lot of dishes. And obviously for Hungarian food, you're going to use paprika in almost everything. And then I'm going to go with a little, they call for cayenne pepper. I don't have any of that, which is obviously the hot version of red sort of paprika. But what I have got is chili flakes. So I'm going to put like a little teaspoon of those in. So that could send this off into the stratosphere rocket wise. I'm going to open the tin of tomatoes, which I managed to get for a while. We couldn't get these. So I had to buy, um, if you remember, I had to buy some um, frittata, uh, not frittata, uh, passata. These are chopped tomatoes. Some people prefer plum tomatoes. I'm just going to put a bit of water in there as well because what I like to do, as you would expect, not to waste the tomato sauce inside the can, put a little bit of water in there so you wash it around a little bit so that you can then put that into the dish as well, thereby collecting all of the rich and lovely tomato sauce inside of it, right? So now, what you have is a very nicely covered stewing situation. You've got the casserole dish, which has got everything in it mixed together. I'll just check the recipe and make sure I haven't actually missed anything out. I don't think I have, but you can add things as well. You know, if there's other things that you like that you want to put in your own mixture, then you should do so. But it looks as though everything is there that I need. So what I will now do is prepare to put it into the oven. And like I said, you're going to leave it in there for about two hours uh, on a relatively medium heat. So I would say you put it down to around about sort of 160-ish, 170 in uh, electric money. And that's uh, where you put it. And check it after about an hour, see how it's doing. Here's the ingredients you're going to need. Now you can make it as spicy or as unspicy as you like. But it is a fantastic winter meal. But it's also good for all the family in the summer. A little bit of olive oil, a little bit of pancetta. You can buy a packet of pancetta from the supermarket. You fry that up. You're gonna need about 200 to 400 grams of uh, stewing steak, depending on how many people you are cooking for. You're gonna need one onion, uh, finely diced. You're gonna need two garlic cloves. You're gonna need a little teaspoon uh, of paprika, which is preferably smoked and preferably one which is non-smoked. Um, you're going to need some ground black pepper. You're going to need a can of tomatoes. And of course, you're going to need some caraway seeds, which are the kind of uh, the secret ingredient, if you like, uh, of this fantastic meal. Now, depending on how hot you want it to be, you can put some cayenne pepper in, or if you don't have any of that, you can put some fresh chilies in or some chili flakes or even a little shake of the Tabasco bottle. 
because it all depends on your taste, basically. Now, I would normally serve this with gnocchi, uh, which is something you can make or something you can buy. I would prefer to buy it because it's a bit of a pain in the neck to make it. Uh, the gnocchi is very easy to make. You literally drop it into some very, very hot boiling water and bring it back out again, and it's more or less ready to eat. And also, some sour cream just before you serve it to give it that little extra kind of colour which changes it from a red-coloured dish to a slightly creamier orange dish. And that's how you do it. Join me again next time for another episode of MG's Kitchen. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And if you want to show me your creations, tweet me at MG's Kitchen.